Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking, yes, about rent control again. It's back in the news. In November, Californians voted on a proposition to eliminate the current statewide rent control that was enacted back in 1995. Their rent control regime is governed by a law called Costa-Hawkins. It prevents cities and counties from imposing their own local rent control rules on single-family homes, apartments, built after 1995, among other prohibitions. The law also froze rent control rules in cities such as Los Angeles that previously had policies before Costa-Hawkins was implemented. By repealing Costa-Hawkins, the hope is it would leave the field wide open for individual cities to implement their own rent control rules. The defeat of the proposition in the November vote was by a vote of 60% to 40%, in which voters overwhelmingly rejected the initiative after landlord groups spent almost $100 million in a campaign they dramatically outspent the tenant groups in the effort to sway public opinion. The state government is trying again with a new set of measures aimed at weakening Costa-Hawkins. About 9.5 million tenants, more than half of California's tenant population, are burdened by high rents, spending at least 30% of their household income on housing costs, according to a new study by UC Berkeley. I went and read through the study, and there were five main conclusions in the study. Number one, California has reached a tipping point where policies and the private market are not meeting the needs of the majority of tenants. It's showing that the problem is getting worse. Back in the year 2000, there were about 3.7 million rent-burdened tenants, meaning they spent more than 30% of their household income. Today, that number has grown to 9.5 million Californians. Number two, rents have pushed many residents into homelessness. California now has the largest number of people experiencing homelessness among all the 50 states. And the research is showing a link between rising rents and increased homelessness. Number three, stabilizing rents would have broader benefits to the state's economy and the environment and public services. The argument is it would improve traffic conditions because people would not have to drive quite as far to find affordable housing. Number four, seniors, Latinos, African Americans, low-wage earners, and families with children face the most severe burdens from the current housing crisis. Rapidly increasing rents are displacing residents to areas with fewer quality jobs, with fewer well-performing schools and other resources. It's kind of reproducing racial segregation, particularly in suburban areas that are far from urban job centers. The study is recommending rent controls. While they acknowledge that it will not solve the housing affordability crisis on its own, rent control is part of the needed adjustment of the rules to ensure Californians have access to housing. So the authors of the study acknowledge that it's only part of the solution. But herein lies the problem. Imagine if I told you I'm going to give you a scuba tank and that's going to solve your need for breathing, but I don't have the time or the money to put any air in it, so good luck. You've got to solve the whole problem, not just a small portion of it. Governments are in a position of having to implement new laws because of the unintended consequences of other laws that they had previously put in place. The reason housing is not affordable is because of the laws of supply and demand. There is excess demand and not sufficient supply. When real estate apartment projects are taking anywhere from two to seven years to get approved in major urban areas in California, that is impacting supply. Government is in fact the problem and yet they're blaming the landlords as the reason why there isn't an adequate supply of affordable housing. My views here are not political and they're not partisan in any way. The calculator on my desk has no political affiliation. There are current land listings for sale in the Los Angeles market at the equivalent of $750 per square foot 
for buildable land. That's before you put a single shovel in the ground. It's no surprise that at that price, you're going to be paying way too much if you're trying to create rental property on that land. There's nothing the developer can do to make that land affordable for rental housing. As a developer and as a landlord, I'd love to be able to deliver brand new product in the marketplace where tenants could pay $1,000 or $1,200 a month. That would be wonderful. But in order to do that, I need to buy the land at a very low price, and I also need to be able to build brand new construction at or below $100 a square foot. I can perfectly accept that rent control is an emergency measure when things get out of hand in the marketplace. Emergency measures are sometimes needed, but those emergency measures need to be backed up by a proper long-term solution. When 20 years later, government's done nothing to solve the systemic issues and they left the emergency solution in place, it's not an emergency anymore. That's a failure to act. We know the long-term effects of rent control. We see it in deferred maintenance. We see it in a reduction in housing supply. There's nothing government can do to force investors to make money losing investments. Now is the time for you as a landlord, as a developer, to get ahead of the conversation. Talk to your local politicians about some creative solutions. Talk to them about making land available for affordable housing development. That land can come with restrictions. That's perfectly fine. Instead of buying the land, have government put a long-term ground lease in place where the ground lease supports an affordable housing model. Put a tax abatement in place so that there's a reduction in property taxes, making it possible to have a profitable product and affordable housing at the same time. A reduced tax rate on revenue that government did not have to begin with is still a net positive win for government. It's more revenue for government because they had zero in that location before. That's right. You, the investor at home listening to this podcast right now, can initiate those conversations with your local government officials and see what's possible. We're seeing the dialogue very publicly in California, New York, Oregon, and various places like that. But at the end of the day, there is a housing issue nationwide. Now is the time to be talking with your local politicians because the same forces that are at play in California are at play elsewhere in the nation. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.